I'm on the train. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Well, it was a case of deja vu all over again for the Arizona State Sun Devils this past weekend in East Lansing, Michigan. As for the second consecutive year, an early season non-conference matchup against a nationally ranked Michigan State team came down to the game's final play. And for the second consecutive year, the Sun Devils won the game, giving ASU just its fifth 3-0 start in the new millennium. But all that was just the window dressing, as now will come the games that mean the most. Pac-12 conference play begins this Saturday night when the now 24th-ranked Sun Devils will host the high-powered Colorado Buffaloes at Sun Devil Stadium's Frank Cush Field. We invite you to come on in, grab a cold one, and join us for the next hour as we talk ASU and college football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. Alongside of Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for tonight's show, which, as always, originates live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU season for all aboard with Coach Herm and stay for great food and an ice-cold beverage. The Sun Devils' talented young secondary will be in the spotlight on tonight's show. Joining us this evening will be two of ASU's defensive backs, freshman safety Willie Hartz and junior Tillman safety Evan Fields, coming off the best game of his career Saturday at Michigan State. Also joining us will be the man who coaches the ASU DBs as Arizona State defensive pass game coordinator Tony White will drop by for a visit later on. A reminder, this season we'll be airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live. For all of our fans who can't uh, can't make it out to the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, you can check out the live stream of our show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Our show is formatted in quarters, just like a football game. So now here is the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. First quarter. Time now to welcome in my co-host, second-year Arizona State head football coach, Herm Edwards. Herm, good to see you as always. Well, it's good to be back. Great to be back, and great (laughs) to be back on the home field this Saturday night. Uh, What's that saying in golf? You drive for show and you putt for dough. <laughs> to me, the money games are starting right uh, this week, aren't they, with Pac-12 Conference? Well, they really are. Uh, uh, the conference starts this week from, from most of the teams, and um, this is a team last year that um, has some similar traits. Um, very explosive offense. They have a quarterback coming back, uh, have one of the best receivers in the country. Uh, he's going to be uh, probably the number one pick, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, a dual threat. They put him in the backfield at times. Uh, very explosive offense, 72 points in the second half. So they, they find a way to put points on the board. They've come from behind, too. They were down 17 nothing to Nebraska and won it in overtime. They trailed Air Force 23-10, to I think, with about five minutes left to go in that game and tied it before the Falcons won in overtime. Yeah, they have. And uh, as I said, the quarterback, and uh, they have some skilled players uh, on the perimeter as well as some pretty good runners. So um, they have a very potent offense, scoring about 36 points a game. The uh, court, the uh, players Herm is talking about, quarterback Stephen Montez, and of course the receiver LaVisca Chenault. And uh, we got an eyeful of him last year in Boulder. Four, t- he scored all their. Touchdowns. He scored all their touchdowns. Two yes, by, by rushing, way. two by air, two by land. Yeah, huh? exactly. he's, a, he's a he's a talented player. He really is. We're going to go into depth a little bit more on Colorado later in the show, but uh, reflecting back to last week, I'll be honest with you, Coach. Uh, 
Last week was one of the more special Saturdays in the 22 years I've been doing this job. Uh, I mean, just from the day's start, it was a beautiful day weather-wise, about mid-70s, a great atmosphere, beautiful campus, Michigan State University, great opponent, and one heck of a football game and one heck of a gritty football game by your team. Well, I think the game plan going in was to obviously uh, make it not – uh, 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 eye-pleasing game uh, when you think about it. Um, they had gotten out to big scores in the first half. That's uh, right. Really leading leading their opponents by two or three touchdowns before halftime. And when you play an opponent like that with an outstanding defense on the road, uh, they put you you know, behind the chains, throwing the ball in the second half, and, and that's how they've won. They've gotten off to these big leads in the first half. So our strategy was uh, real simple. It was let's, let's make it an ugly game. Mm-hmm. And let's just don't turn them all over. Play good defense. Punt it. Just go back and forth and keep it within a score. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ironic because this game last year was kind of the same game. Yeah. Except they were leading three to nothing at half, and we flipped the script on them. We were leading three to nothing at half, and going in at halftime just felt like let's take the crowd out of it, and we don't have to deal with the emotion of the crowd anymore because the game became a flat game. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of cheering because not a lot of offense. And so um, we were able in the fourth period to <laughs> to go down and score, and it's kind of ironic. I was talking to Jaden on the sideline, and I said, Jaden. And he said, yeah, Coach. I said, now, this is going to be our last possession. I said, can you do me a favor? <laughs> he said, what's that? I said, can you score a touchdown, please? <laughs> I said, we've been messing around for four quarters. Can you just score one? And his response was? Uh, it was, Coach, I got this. We're good. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, we'll go good. Go, let's go do it then. Let me go see it, right? And it was a game that, that the defenses, both of the defense uh, on both, uh, you know, teams played really good and and our defense obviously uh, had to play well if we were going to stay in the game and they did your defense has played well all season i mean the numbers that danny gonzalez's group putting up uh, so far number two scoring defense in the country averaging allowing only seven points per game and here's a nugget for you three consecutive games in which arizona state has given up uh, fewer than 10 points Last time the Sun Devils did that was 1979. They're finding a way to keep guys out of the end zone. They are, and uh, playing really good red zone defense. Uh, situation football is really good, and, and, and it's it, it's a it, that's uh, really contributed to the players uh, and the coaching staff. And they've done a great job of, of really understanding the plan. They're going to move the ball at times. Honestly, this is college football. This is what college teams do. They move the ball, but yes, they do. We've been very fortunate to um, you know not allow a lot of points. Yeah. And offensively, I'm just uh, just absolutely stunned at how a young man like Jaden Daniels, three and a half quarters or three and, you know, up until the final uh, four minutes of the game, the offense had just not been able to sustain much against a really good defense. But when the game was on the line, he makes the 40-yard pass to Brandon Ayuk and then three huge runs by Jaden, including the fourth down conversion on fourth and 13 down deep in Michigan State territory. Well, the fourth down conversion was one of those situations he read the coverage. They were playing what we call two safeties high, and it was locked up man-to-man. And Jaden realized uh, when the backs of the uh, underneath players were turned, they were playing a man coverage with help over the top. And with that, he left the pocket. Mm-hmm. They had a spy on Jaden, but they dropped him back a little f- further than uh, than they would probably have liked at that point. And Jaden just took off. And Eno 
shielded the guy so he could make the first down, and then he makes another one on a scramble, and then obviously Eno scores a touchdown. I remember on my play-by-play call, I, I described it as the seas parted because it really looked like all of a sudden he saw that there was a lot of room to run and get that first down. Well, the routes dictated that. We had ran four verticals uh, down the field, and so that makes the, the underneath coverage go deep with safeties over the top. So really no one was in the middle of the field because of the route pattern. It was four verticals, and so people have to play deep thinking we're going to try to throw the ball down the seam, and then Jaden realized the coverage and took off and ran. It had been a, a tough day running the ball for Eno Benjamin, but boy, when he needed that one yard, he got it. He made sure he got that ball on the goal line. He did, and and, 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 and that's a credit to Eno because going into that series, uh, we, we had spoke, and he said, Coach, just get me the ball. I, I can win the game. And I said, you're going to get the ball. Don't worry about that. We just got to get down there. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, he's, he's, we're not running very well. We're not. We're not very consistent. But at this point in time, last year, uh, Eno actually has more yards. Than he did last that, year that's running. true. That's a great point. And, and I think sometimes we get we get caught up in all of the final numbers, but he has more rushing yards right now than he did last year. He scored three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He scored a touchdown every game. Now we got to improve. There's no doubt. Um, we went into that game uh, with a freshman right uh, right right guard and a and a freshman left tackle and a freshman quarterback. How about that? And, and, and this is the first time in two in, in three weeks now that we're actually our offensive line will play together. Uh, they, they haven't played together. It's been a mismatch for the first, you know, three yeah. weeks. And, and now hopefully we've solidified that and we can get some things going on offense. Our guest last week on the show was uh, offensive line coach Dave Christensen. And during the week, Dave had said in his 30-plus years of coaching, he thinks he had only started one true freshman offensive lineman in that 30 years. And last Saturday against 18th-ranked Michigan State, you had two pups in there, Ladarius Henderson at left tackle, uh, his first ever collegiate start, and Donovan West, who had been your center for two games, slid over to right guard. And how about this? Coach Christensen said Donovan West graded out to 98% in that Michigan State game. Yeah, he played well. And, um, you know, when you think about that defensive line, there's there's three guys on the defensive line that will play on Sundays. And they did a pretty good job. They really did. And, and you know, that, that's attributed to the, to the coaching staff. They're doing a great job of coaching a young football team. I mean, you're talking about 28 red shirt or true freshmen that play every every Saturday for us. And, uh, you know, that's who we are right now. And, and we're trying to build a program. And uh, as I said this year, I said you're going to watch them develop on the grass every time they play. Take us through the final frantic 50 seconds from your perspective. Michigan <laughs> State getting that last possession, able to drive it downfield, the game-tying field goal that was nullified, the game-winning or the game-tying field goal retry that missed badly. Uh, tell, take us through that final sequence. Well, standing on the, on the boundary, um, if you realize during the course of the game, uh, a couple offensive linemen got hurt. And so I always watch special teams because players come in and out all the time on special teams. I always count the numbers. Mm-hmm. And when they got on the field for the field goal, I was standing next to the official. I said, maybe I'm not doing this right. I, I, I only got 10 fingers. I said, but I think there's 12 guys. <laughs> and he said, Coach, what are you talking about? I said, there's 12 guys. And he looked. He said, no. I said, no, there's 12. And so I said, can you check that, right? And so after they kicked the ball, mm-hmm. he comes back. He said, Coach, you might be right or something. Just ask him. Just check it. <laughs> and so it was right, obviously. And um, and, and that's sad because you, you, you don't want it to end like that, you know. And, yeah. and so at that point, when he made it, I'm talking to Danny and, and Coach Likens. I said, okay, we're going to play defense because we're going overtime. And we're going to have to play defense. And mm-hmm. that's what we wanted to do. They said they got to re-kick. And obviously they re-kicked. And, and it was, it's a hard kick. 47 yards is a hard kick. Yeah. 
and we were able to win. Yeah, it's no, it's no gimme. And uh, I thought uh, Michigan State left themselves a little bit vulnerable when they called two consecutive timeouts prior to Jaden's fourth down run. They weren't able to stop it anyway. Well, the formations concerned them. Mm-hmm. And so they, they had a certain call they were going to play, and then we, we lined trips up. And that made them nervous. And so they called timeout. And so then we, we messed around and, and, and ran another formation, and that made them nervous. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't done by accident, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got them to use those. And then uh, lo and behold, I'm thinking, well, you know, we – you know, we score, and then I'm going, okay, there's a, you know, whatever time left on the clock, and, I'm, right. and all, the, all the kids are excited, and I'm going, you guys got to go play now. The game's not over, yeah. right? You know? yeah, yeah. And they make some plays, and, and rightly so. They're a good football team and, and, and got themselves in position, and, and it worked out for us. Yeah. All right, a Cam Phillips play. Was that Should that have been a penalty from what you saw on tape? Uh, it was a foul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a foul. Yes, yeah. no doubt. And, and, and you know, it's, he was right on the edge there because you can't walk up with momentum to jump over the center. Now, if he was standing there from the beginning, he could have jumped over the center and would have been legal. But as he walked up, he crept up. And, and you know, fouls are a part of the game. Uh, I, I don't talk about them. I, I think sometimes they go both ways. Sure. You, know, you can look at the game and say, well, if this wouldn't have happened, that mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. At the end, um, we were fortunate enough to win the football game, just like last year. Uh, they had a chance to kick the field goal. They didn't make it. Right. In the locker room afterward, what did you see in the faces of your players as you talked to them about the game? Well, I, I, I think this, believe it or not, they thought they were going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we prepare every week. We, we, we think we're going to win. I mean, it, it wasn't like shocking. It wasn't like, well, oh, the thing that, that, that I've realized about these young guys, they don't know if it's Michigan State or, 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 or Michigan or Michigan <laughs> or, you know, or, 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 or Sacramento State. Mm-hmm. They just every week they, we get a game plan and they just got to go play. And, and it's kind of fun coaching them because they don't know what they don't know. And, and I told them, I said, you know, when we got back, when we met, I said, you know what you guys just did? You know how hard this is? This is hard. <laughs> And the way you did it is really hard. 28 freshmen. I mean, it still boggles my and, mind. And, and, you know? and you keep the score down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're holding them, and you're sitting there watching this thing, and you're going, you're holding these guys, man. You know, And it's hard to play defense like that, but yeah. it's a credit to the staff and, and to the players. How challenging, Herm, is it now for this young team to leave that in the old rearview mirror because you got conference play starting this week against well, uh, Colorado. That's the challenge now. Um, how do you live, you know, and how do you move past what just happened because you're only good as your last game, mm-hmm. and, and that doesn't matter anymore. And now we have conference play uh, with a very good football team. That yeah. I know one thing: we got to score some points because you know you're, you're not going to hold these guys at seven or ten right. points. I mean, right. they they can score points. They got a veteran crew over there on offense that can that can score points, and so we got to get that going. And I think we will. Yeah. Uh, I'll close out the segment with a little story that kind of illustrates the point of uh, how you move on and focus on the next opponent. Uh, a lot of people say that the uh, 1996 19 to nothing uh, shutout of uh, two-time defending national champion Nebraska may have been uh, one of the great wins, if not the greatest football win in Arizona State history. My everlasting memory of that evening was I was a TV news reporter covering the game for my station going down to the locker room to get our interviews after the game. By the time I had gotten down there, 
there were signs plastered up all over the locker room area that said, Beat Oregon, because that was the Sun Devils' opponent the next week. Bruce Snyder's team had just recorded an epic victory, and yet he was trying to, as quickly as possible, get the focus on a conference foe coming in the next week. Oh, by the way, ASU did beat Oregon and every other team they played in the regular season in 1996. Yeah, and that's the mindset, of uh, I think, of all head coaches. Uh, you know, when you win a game, you're, you're actually relieved. There's, I mean, I, the joy I get is watching the guys in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But once the game's over, I've moved on. Yeah. I'm like thinking, okay, we got Colorado. I mean, that's just how my brain works. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, and everybody's happy, and I'm going, okay, yeah, now, now we got Colorado. Now like, we got another game. I'm already game. thinking about Colorado. We got another game. <laughs> I'm on a three-hour flight. About. So it's almost when you win – you're relieved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're just kind of relieved. We, we put all this work in, and I'm glad it turned out ra- great for my coaching staff and my players. But for me, I'm, I'm like, okay, let's move on. I'm moving. I'm, I've moved on already. And, uh, <laughs> and we have all as well. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Lots more headed your way tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. The Sun Devils' youthful but talented secondary is emerging as one of the strengths of this defense in 2019. And up next, you'll meet two of those youngins as freshman safety Willie Hartz and junior Tillman safety Evan Fields will join us. But first, these messages on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard. Presented by Coors Light. Today on game day, leave the driving to Lyft. Proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. This is our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way live each week from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. Great food. Great beverages, all kinds of TV screens. We got uh, Houston Tulsa College football, the Jags Titans NFL game, the Cardinals and the Cubs duking it out for the Central Division lead in the National League and baseball. Anything you want to watch, and a pretty good Sun Devil based radio show going on as well. So come on down and join us. I'm Tim Healy, the voice of the Sun Devils, and your host tonight. And right now it's time to welcome in our player guests on this evening's show, two members of the Sun Devils' talented young secondary. For the folks in the restaurant, he is uh, to my far right here. He is one of the 28 freshmen who've seen action this season for Arizona State, and a true freshman he is. He was an outstanding and versatile two-way player in high school in the Bay Area, and he is currently listed on the ASU death chart as the backup at the right Ranger safety spot. He's from Pittsburgh, California. Please welcome freshman defensive back Willie Hartz to the show. Willie, good to see you, partner. Nice to see you, too. Thanks for coming by tonight. The other player guest this evening is in his third year with the Devils and is coming off the best game of his career Saturday at Michigan State where he posted a career-high 13 tackles, six of them solos, in ASU's 10-7 win. He is from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and plays the Tillman safety position at Arizona State. Let's hear it for junior Evan Fields. Evan, good to see you, buddy. I see you. See that was you. your coming out party Saturday in East Lansing, was it not? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. What yes. are your main take? What do you What do you remember most from that game? Uh, just uh, our coaching staff before the game told us that we needed to be physical, you know, being up there at Michigan State at their house because they came out there trying to impose their will. So, I mean, the fact that we uh, hung in there with them, you know, they're supposed to be big and bad. You know, they're a real good football team, but, you know, it just shows how tough we are. 
I heard someone describe it as saying you went into the belly of the beast going into Big Ten country, and you and you can't go go easy with guys like that. You got to play them physical, don't you? Oh yeah, because the atmosphere. I mean, they're coming out there. They they're expecting to you know dominate us. I mean, that's probably I feel like what their mentality was for the game. So we had to go out there and send them a message from the start. Willie, you are true. You are a true freshman. Your first ever road game. What was it like for you playing in that environment and playing in a game like that on Saturday? It's a unique feeling. It's just fun being with a family. Like playing together, it's a drive to you. Mm-hmm. How, Evan? How did it compare with say a, a Pac-12 game or the Arizona game? Probably not as much intensity as that U of A. No, game, not right? as I wouldn't know because that that rivalry is different. But I mean, definitely uh, the Big Ten atmosphere. I could definitely like. I saw it, like, I experienced it, because Michigan State, uh, full, like, packed out, yeah, yeah, that's definitely different. And they and they are a better offensive team this year than they were a year ago, don't you think, Michigan State? Oh, yeah, especially their receivers, uh, number 25, he's really explosive in the open field, and uh, that run, the freshman running back they have, number 24, he's, he's a good player, too. Elijah Collins, and uh, Daryl Stewart's the receiver that uh, Evan's talking about, and he had a, a solid game uh, this past Saturday yeah. in defeat. Willie, you, I think, were on the sideline during those final three and a half minutes. What was the mood like on the sideline when the Devils get the ball back 75 yards away from pay dirt, down three or down seven, what was the score, seven to three with about three and a half minutes left to go in the game? We believed in our offense. We battle and practice every day, so we had real trust in them. So we were ready. We were like, they're going to score. It's no problem. You mentioned you battle against them every day, and you go up against your fellow freshman, Jaden Daniels. Give me your perspective of his development in in just three games and what he has been able to do. I don't even say development. This guy had it from start. He's just a calm person, compacted, and he knows his atmosphere. And, and that's what we've heard about him all along. And I guess you've probably seen that all along, uh, that the poise, the calmness that he seems to display. Yes, watching him high school and transition to college, it's just the same. He's going to ball out all the game. Evan, you, I just uh, cited your numbers from Saturday. How did you evaluate your play against Michigan State? Uh, I mean, well, first, I mean, I looked at it to see what I could do. Uh, There's always stuff I can do better. But, uh, I mean, I felt... Uh, I mean, okay, pretty good about it, but I mean, I feel like I could do a, some more stuff in coverage, and you know, so uh, mostly I'm just looking to improve. Really, I wasn't trying to get hung up on it. I think week three. So I think your coaches are smiling broadly to hear you say that. That yeah. Uh, yeah, you were good, but there's always room to improve, huh? Yes, sir. One thing you have improved on, I think, is your tackling technique. Talk about that and what it's taken for you to get better as a tackler. Uh, yeah, Coach Gonzalez has done a good job with me, helping me uh, mostly just keeping my head up and keeping my eyes open. That's really all it is to it. I mean, uh, and then the form, you know, we all, we, in practice, we work on form all the time. Like, we, every day individual, we, that's the first thing we do. So, mm-hmm. uh, mostly just the coaching, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it pays off. Well, how good a game did Evan Fields play? Good enough that this week he is the Mandrake on the Arizona State football team. And uh, what does that mean to you, Evan Fields, to be this week's Mandrake? What is a Mandrake in your mind? Hey, you hear it. You hear it. You say it all the time. You know, he's a guy that can do everything. So he can be playing 
deep middle and cover the flat. So, you know, he's a guy who everything. But, no, it's an honor. You know, I try to uh, – I mean, that's kind of like a competition, you know, see who can get it. And I, if I compete for something, you know, so – kind of a game within the game is it a guy with mystical powers evan fields or are you going to be a, a superhero or a cartoon character someday or what oh yeah on Saturday, i mean when saturday hit then i'll turn into him right now <laughs> as soon as saturday hit yeah, right now you're just a guy right yes sir. there you go as we said earlier a lot of folks and i think rightly so consider the secondary to be one of the if not the strongest areas on the arizona state defense and willie that's to me, an impressive uh, thing to say about a group that is basically young. Uh, what's your scouting report on your defensive back group? You're one of four freshmen in the two deep in that position group, and yet uh, you're considered to be one of the strengths of this team. We're a brotherhood. We pick each other up, tell each other, teach each other, and we just learn from each other. And, and I would imagine you guys are going to, you know, guys like you and Jordan Clark and Kiwan Markham, uh, all of you guys are kind of go, go through this journey together, aren't you, in your college career? Yes, we are. It, uh, what, how, what has been the most challenging thing learning Coach Gonzalez's three three five defensive scheme for you? It's not really challenging. It's just knowing what you have to do, just being prepared and study, and you'll be perfectly fine and thorough without the game. Now, Evan Fields, we mentioned he's the Mandrake, but he also, I think, has perhaps an even greater honor. He plays a position at Arizona State that is named after Pat Tillman. First of all, the uh, the Tillman safety, I've heard Coach Gonzalez say it's one of the toughest positions to recruit to on his defense. It takes a special type of guy. What kind of guy does it take to play, and how do you feel like you fill those characteristics? Um, well, I feel that athleticism is a, a big thing at that position. You got to be over to uh, run and then physical. You can't really like you can't be afraid to get in the box. Also, you have to be able to cover. So uh, being able to be versatile, I feel, is the biggest thing. You've been competing with Tyler Wiley in camp. I would imagine the competition has probably made both of you better, don't you think? Oh, yeah, competition. I mean, we that's why they preach that. I mean, they tell us they told us all before fall camp, you know, we got freshmen coming in, so, I mean, the best players are going to play. So that just, that just adds fire to it. The other thing I wanted to get from you is your, are your thoughts of playing at Arizona State, a position named after one of the most iconic, legendary, and beloved Sun Devils of all time, Pat Tillman. That's that in and of itself is quite an honor. Yeah, it's, it's a big honor. You know what he what he means to this uh, university and to that, that football organization. Um, you know, I just try to you know he he played with passion and played as hard as he could. I try to you know go out there and do the same. How much did you know about Pat Tillman before you came to ASU, and what have you learned about him since you've been at ASU? Um, I knew that uh, he went, he played at uh, Arizona State. He went to the NFL, and then he um, went to go overseas to fight in the war. But I'm from Oklahoma, so I really didn't know much about. It. But once I got here, um, you know, I got to know about his his family background. We go, we went through, uh, we watched a video on all of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, mostly just who he was as a person. More, I mean, because me being far away, I really didn't know. If I knew from like the outside, but I got more insight on him. And you get a pretty good up-close reminder every time you take the field, don't you, when you go by that Tillman statue? Every time we come out, we touch it, so yeah. That's pretty awesome. Willie, this week uh, you're going up against a Colorado team that, as Coach said, they're averaging over 36 points a game. They have a veteran quarterback, Steven Montez, a great receiver in LaVisca Chenault. What have been the points of emphasis in practice for you and the other uh, DBs and the defense in general this week? Emphasis is just believe what you see and play fast. Even if you mess up, if you play fast, you can make up for it.
Boy, that's Coach Gonzalez to a T, isn't it, Evan? Yeah. Uh, play fast and sprinting to the football? Yes, sir, for sure. <laughs> now, you've seen LaVisca Chenault in person. Uh, how does he compare to other terrific receivers uh, you've seen? Yeah, he he up there for sure. Yeah, he good play, he good play. Now, how does he compare with say one Nikhil Harry? Uh, I definitely see similarities when after the catch because after the catch he's hard to tackle. So that's for sure. That's they have a trait like that's very similar. Yeah. But uh, we just got to make sure we tackle in the open field good. What are your reflections, Evan, on last year's game in Boulder? That was a 28-21 Colorado victory. Uh, uh, they kind of shut the Sun Devils down in the second half of that ball game, and Mr. Chenault scored all four touchdowns, two on receptions, and two running the football out of their version of the Wildcat formation. Uh, yeah, I think the momentum they had of the game kind of just started to carry on, so we got to make sure of doing a good job. And, and they had a lot of big plays, too. They're a team that relies on big plays, so we got to just be sure to make them drive and you know, not give them with it because they're going to take shots, so we just got to be disciplined. Willie, this will be your first uh, Pac-12 game. You had your first road test last week at East Lansing. What do you sense the feeling will be like when you take the field for a conference game Saturday night in your home stadium? Being in the home stadium, we're always going to feel love and just it's going to be a new experience for me. An eye-opening experience, perhaps? Yes. There you go. And, Evan, uh, how challenging is it to put a memorable win like Michigan State in that rearview mirror and uh, focus straight ahead now? Um, I mean, with social media and stuff, I mean, there's a bunch of distractions and stuff that can, like, keep you hung up on that. But, I mean, uh, we all have the one team, like, our goal is to win 18. So, when that's the main goal, I feel it's pretty easy to, like, get on from next week because we got more business to handle. There you go. Willie, before we let you go, give us a sense of what you're going to study at ASU. What are your plans after college? What are your hopes and dreams after college? I'm studying biological sciences, and I want to be a fishing game warden when I'm done and graduated. How about that? That's pretty cool. How about you, Evan? Uh, I know you said you'd like to take care of your mom, uh, possibly uh, playing on Sundays in the National Football League, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, that too. But also uh, major in business finance, so something along that. I'm pretty good. I say I'm, I'm okay with numbers, so <laughs> I kind of oh, that's my favorite part of school. So something with that would be. Cool. Well, the numbers you got to remember about this guy, 13 tackles last week, hopefully a bunch more this Saturday. Evan Fields, our Mandrake of the Week, and our guest this, this evening, thanks for being with us. And Willie Hartz, thank you, and great uh, hopes for great success in your career at Arizona State. Two terrific Sun Devils joining us tonight on All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment. Made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coming up, we'll hear from Arizona State's cornerbacks coach and defensive pass game coordinator, Tony White, as he joins us next. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, broadcasting live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. New this season, we are airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live. For fans who can't make it out here to the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen and join us, you can check out the live stream of our show by dialing in or logging on to the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Also new this season, fans, you can keep up with our esteemed ASU Radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at PBP. And my buddy Jordan Simone alone makes that worth the price of admission. Trust me, you'll want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen here in Tempe, Arizona. I'm Tim Healy, your host. 
thanking you for joining us tonight. In this segment of the show, we spotlight one of the members of Coach Herm Edwards' staff here at Arizona State, and our guest this evening is in his second season at ASU, coming over from San Diego State, where together with Sun Devil defensive coordinator Danny Gonzalez, he has helped mold he helped mold the Aztecs into one of the West Coast's top teams, led by one of the nation's best defenses. A one-time linebacker at UCLA in the late 90s, we're glad to welcome Coach Tony White to the program. Tony, good to see you, sir. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. All right, we've talked to players, asked them what it was like playing in that game Saturday in East Lansing. What was it like coaching in that ball game for you? Oh, uh, it was electric. You know what? What most people are overlooking is that uh, uh, I think they were anticipating uh, Coach D'Antone breaking the record. So mm-hmm. they had all kinds of alumni there. They had all kinds of festivities. So I, I think that uh, the game, the atmosphere was uh, was extra charged up, and the and the boys handled it well. They sure did. Uh, as uh, Tony mentioned, Coach Mark D'Antonio of uh, Michigan State would have become the, their school's all-time winningest head coach. He's tied with uh, Duffy Darty, the Hall of Famer, with 109 wins, and because of the Sun Devils, he's still at 109 wins as uh, they head on into their schedule. How was such a young team playing with so many freshmen able to do what they did on Saturday, Tony? You know, I think it all comes back to uh, the person in charge, Coach Edwards. I know he likes to give uh, give the staff and, and the players credit, uh, but uh, he has a plan. You know, he saw it out. Uh, everything we do is uh, is by design, uh, and uh, everything from practice, from the way we meet, uh, from the way we walk through uh, fundamentals, individuals, everything we do is is has a purpose. And I think, uh, along with our demeanor, making sure everybody's calm. As you see, Coach Edwards on the sideline all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know if we're winning or losing just by if you're just looking at him on on camera. Um, but all that in, entails that uh, uh, we're able to put down. The, the kids are able to go out there and just play. Boy, a team does reflect a lot of times the personality of their coach, don't they? They do. They do. Calm, calm, cool, and collect. Mm-hmm. How did you evaluate the play of your defensive backs in the Michigan State game? Uh, the Spartans did gain. 291 yards through the air, but they were only get able to get in the end zone once, and that was on a running play. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so far in every game, we've we've kind of had about six or seven plays get away from us, where uh, we had an assignment breakdown or a communication breakdown, and it allowed to uh, play that uh, that gained extra yardage. But uh, the number one objective is to win and uh, to get the team in a position to win. And uh, I thought the guys kept kept uh, just hanging in there, making plays when we needed to. Uh, whether the calls were for us or against us, they just found a way to come back and uh, and play ball. As a coach, it would seem to me that you, in particular, are in a great position in that you're coaching a group of kids that are really young, which means there will probably be a lot of coachable moments for you, but they're really talented. And I think as a coach, you can probably see two or three years down the road. How do you view that? Yeah, number one, it all, it all starts with talent. You know, it's all about the players. And if you don't have uh, good players in the program, chances are you're not going to be a good football team. So, uh, again, that starts with Coach Edwards and his plan and his vision. Uh, Antonio Pierce and, and the recruiting staff out, Luke and Bill, having a vision and a plan again and us executing it and bringing in players that uh, not only are great football players, but uh, really good ambassadors of, of what we what we expect our student athletes to be. And in that vein, I'm wondering if in the recruiting process, maybe it's not a surprise that they handle a situation like uh, that game Saturday in East Lansing and that atmosphere with such poise, because I would imagine in the process you're trying to look for youngsters who may have those characteristics. <laughs> exactly. You know, a lot of these a lot of these guys have played in big time games, big time programs. You know, had a lot of pressure put on them very early. Uh, high achievers and. Uh, and that's what we look for. That's our DNA, as, as Coach Edwards says. And 
no coincidence that they're able to come in and, and perform both on and off the field the way we want them to. How do you feel when you hear people say that the secondary may be the strength of this defense right now? Uh, you know what? I Again, I, I just take it with a grain of salt. It's all about those guys making sure uh, we have a good game plan to uh, not mess them up. You know, again, you get good players in here. You just want to kind of give them a, a little push and a little start and let them go Let them go do what they do. Now, we talk about the youngins, but I think what really one of the things that really helps your secondary is you got two veterans at both cornerback spots, Chase Lucas over here, Kobe Williams, who's playing at such a high level mm-hmm. right now on the, other, on the other cornerback. And then you have a, a former five-star recruit behind them, uh, Jack Jones, the former USC Trojan. Talk about, in particular, Kobe and Chase and what their ability enables you to do as a defense. Well, all three of them. You know, we view all three of them as, as kind of starters, you know. And uh, I think Evan Fields said it great. When you have competition at a position, you're able to uh, – keep each other up you know they uh they may they keep each other sharp iron sharpens iron and uh i think with the veteran leadership that they have uh the games that they've already played in their athletic ability again showing up i think it gives us a a calming presence on the outside um you know especially playing rotating a lot of guys rotating a lot of young guys inside at linebacker and and at safety uh having that maturity on the outside has been really uh, positive for us and, uh, and, and again, talk about Kobe in particular. Boy, he, I think I saw one stat this week where he's only allowed something like nine yards after catch this season. He's just playing under such a high level. For he him. is. But, uh, you know, to everybody who's close to the program, that, that, that's been expected. You know, if you're around Kobe, you understand how serious he takes the game, how much he prepares. You know, one, his body uh, physically and the mental side of it, he, he is really – uh, taking his game to another level, and it's all because of him. You know, his approach, his preparation, his desire to be good, and lo and behold, it's it's cool to see him uh, play ball. Jack Jones, you said uh, you mentioned him earlier. He really is progressing. I mean, he just joined the team literally about a month ago, and now you consider him almost like a co-starter at yeah. cornerback. Yeah, you know, those, those Jackrabbits, man, they can play ball. You know, <laughs> they do. They can play ball. Another and, uh, Long Beach Poly Jackrabbit. Another huh? Long Beach Poly Jackrabbit. You know, the thing with him is he's played in big games. He's been there and done that. Uh, very smart young man. Uh, so again, he's uh, he's been a, a good addition to uh, to the room and and really ups the level of competition, keeps everybody sharp. Let's talk about the safeties. We met uh, two of them: Evan Fields, uh, Willie Hartz, of course. Ashari Crosswell, four interceptions last year, had such a great season as a freshman. Cam Phillips, now a starter. Kiwan Markham, a true freshman. That's a good group of athletes. There. Really good, really good. And again, I keep saying student athletes because uh, uh, usually how they are off the field is how they are on the field, and you mm-hmm. know all those guys are are really low-maintenance guys. Those guys uh, uh, really hang out with each other. They, uh, they're good teammates, and, and lo and behold, when we get them on game day and let them, let them do what they do and kind of get out of their way, uh, the results have s- spoken so far. Now, we, got, we still have a lot to improve on, but uh, it's a good start. Saturday, Pac-12 play opens against a good offensive team. Colorado, as Coach said, averaging 36 points a game. Veteran quarterback Steven Montez, who Kobe said the other day after practice, he can Montez can make every throw in the book. And LaVisca Chenault, one of the upper echelon receivers uh, in college uh, football. Mm-hmm. What makes Chenault so good, in your opinion? Well, people don't realize how big he is. I mean, first of all, he's, he's 6'2", 225 pounds, but he has the speed to get behind you. So now you got to play him over the top. Well, when you play him over the top, you're giving the underneath stuff open. Well, he's 225 pounds, and he has the skill set when the ball is in his hands of a running back. So now that combination, it's, it's, it's pretty deadly. And he's one of those guys that he doesn't really have to get behind you 
to potentially make a big play. He caught a ball in traffic against Air Force last week and yards after catch broke tackles and turned it into about a 70-yard touchdown. Exactly, and that's where the running back part, you know, again, you get a 225-pound athlete in the open field. I mean, it takes, it's going to take a, a lot to bring him down, and that's what we're going to have to do to, this week. And Montez, strong arm, but he can hurt you with his legs, can he, Tony? Great athlete in high school. He's from El Paso, my hometown, and uh, mm-hmm. I've known of him ever, you know, ever since he was little and coming up. Uh, really good athlete. Uh, again, people don't realize how big he is. You know, 6'5", 235-pound quarterback, uh, really good basketball player. So, again, uh, if you think you can just stand back there and let him uh, let him throw, I mean, he'll, he'll hurt you in the run game. How would you uh, – what's your sense of the team's focus and the kids' mindset in practice? They've had a lot of nice things said about them this week after a great win at Michigan State, but now it's full speed ahead to Colorado. Oh, yeah. No, there, there's – I don't think there's any, uh, any extra motivation needed. You know, this is the best quarterback – wide receiver group we've seen to date and those guys know that and I think the guys who played extensively last year they remember what happened uh, on that team um, and uh, and they saw that uh, I think uh, Air Force when uh, they came out with a victory saw that uh, Colorado's going to be on their A game so I don't mm-hmm. think uh, I, I think the guys took notice and uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday yes indeed uh, how now you're two years into it how would you to what degree has the 3-3-5 been implemented, or how do you feel about the, the progress of the implementation of the defense you brought from San Diego State? Oh, it's good. It's going well. I mean, again, results speak for themselves. You know, we can we can, we can can talk all we want to about what we want to do, but mm-hmm. it's all about what you do do. And uh, so far, the young men in the program have, have taken to it. Uh, it's kind of grown a little attitude with it, you know, uh, where guys come out and expect to play well. They expect to be physical. They expect to play good defense around here, and that's the way we want it. Great insights, as always, from Sun Devil uh, defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach Tony White. Tony, great to see you, partner. Great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on board. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to Saturday's Pac-12 opener against Colorado. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Thanks for joining us this evening on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light as we talk Sun Devil football on this Thursday evening. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. As we wind down this evening's broadcast, Coach Herm Edwards rejoins us now. And Herm... I know the win at Michigan State on Saturday had to be tremendously satisfying to you, your staff, and your players, but I'm guessing that just as satisfying, if not more, was the moment you had the other day when you told your team that kicker Christians and Dejas was now on scholarship. Yeah, so that's a wonderful thing when you can do that, um, a walk-on. Um, whenever you can obviously give them a scholarship, it says something about your program. Now, that starts with with the president of university, mm-hmm. Dr. Crow, and then our AD, uh, Ray, Anders, uh, Ray Anderson, that, mm-hmm. you know, and, I mean, he allows us to do things like that. So um, the players were excited for him, and uh, we were excited for him as well. I mean, look, the guy has been here for a year last year. All he did was work every day, kick the ball in practice. He he's not going to kick. And With no expectation of none. playing or getting scholarship. Zero. Mm-hmm. And um, first game he had to kick. And then <laughs> the second game he had to kick. <laughs> and in Michigan State he had to kick. So I said, you know what? 
we got to do something for this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, without him, we, you know, we don't win a couple of these games. So um, it's a nice tribute. How about for after three weeks, he is the national leader in field goals with eight, and he hasn't missed a single one. Eight for eight. And you don't win without that 41-yarder in the first half in East Lansing. You're exactly right. And he didn't know he was going to kick until the game started. <laughs> That's what makes it so... Uh, remarkable. What and as such a great story, of course, him being the father of one of the all-time or the son of the one of the all-time great kickers in the school's history, in Luis and Dayan. Yes, and it has a, fam- a history of kickers in the family, but um, it was well deserved. And the team, you know, jumped out of their seats when uh, we offered him the scholarship in in the meeting room. How did you size up the play of your two pups in the O line? Uh, we mentioned how Donovan West graded out at ninety-eight percent, and Ladarius Henderson. I know you feel like those two guys will be playing on Sunday, someday down the road. They'll, they'll have an opportunity. Uh, and um, they were outstanding to be put in that situation on the road. You know, it's difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. You're talking about a, a big front uh, with those Michigan State guys, and uh, they handled it. And, and, and that's and that's a tribute to the coaching staff and just the type of players we're trying to recruit. Yeah. You know, that's, that's important. D, we always call it the DNA. You know, what is a player's DNA? And uh, you're only as good as your players. And uh, we, we've done a great job of uh, thus far recruiting the right type of guys that, as Tony mentioned, that are student athletes that, that understand that not only are they football players, but they represent this university mm-hmm. uh, wherever they're at. And I always tell them that. Don't embarrass this university in your last name uh, because that'll be a problem. And I think they all understand that. And the point I brought up with Tony seems to me to be an interesting one. Again, maybe we shouldn't be surprised that these kids show poise in a situation like they face Saturday in East Lansing because that's probably something you're looking at in part of the DNA when you recruit these kids. Yeah, I mean, the level of competition they play in high school um, and, and, you know, how they handle big moments. And we always talk about that. How do you handle big moments at the end of the day? How do you do that? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think... The players know by now how I'm going to handle it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to change. It's right. just going to right here. We're going to go and we're going to do this. And and the reason is because I trust the players. I was a former player, but I trust the players that are on the field. I trust they want to play well and do well. And mm-hmm. so that's why I don't get into this, you know, what are we doing? They're going to make some errors. I get that. That's football. But at the end, the coaching staff and the players I trust. And I'd say, let's go play I'm fortunate. I get to make some decisions in the, in the course of the football game, but they actually got to play. I, I can't play anymore. No coach right. can play. They have to play the game. Yeah. Is the poise they show something you can sense watching them on tape, or do you gather that information from conversations with coaches and family members and people who know these kids? Well, you do, and you have to do your homework, and, and that's where the recruiting comes. You have to dig deep, and you have to take uh, – take uh, notes and you have to find people that are connected to them not only the coach but other people you know when you go when you go recruit a guy it's not just the football coach it's people in the lunchroom it's Mm -hmm. it's the trainer Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it's all these other people that watch these guys when they're not on the football field what kind of guy is this guy and i think you learn a lot when you go into the home and you meet the family you understand the dynamics of this and they're all different but the dynamics of the family is important. So this is when they get here, you know how to coach them. You know how to relate to them. That's, mm-hmm. that's important. You know, our whole deal, we've always talked about this, is that you want to give them hope. Hope is a wonderful thing. It really is. It gives them energy. And they know that in that building, no matter how it looks at times, they're always going to have hope. 
They're going to have a chance to do something, to accomplish something. And give them hope and give and and build them confidence. And those two things hard to beat. Jeff Van Rapport has always said, if you could bottle confidence, you could make a million dollars. Tell you what, the Sun Devil Radio Network is confident. We've got you covered for Saturday night's game against Colorado. Our coverage begins at 5 p.m. The Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone, kick off at 7 o'clock as the rapper will join Jordan and me for the broadcast of the game. Thanks tonight to our great producer engineer, as always, Sean Crespin, doing yeoman's work. Thanks to Senior Associate Athletic Director for Football Operations, Tim Cassidy, for his help. And my buddy Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network for his production assistance. And thanks to the great folks at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen for inviting us in. Coach, good luck this Saturday. Thank you, my friend. And thank you, folks, for joining us. We'll be back on on Tuesday next week to preview the Cal game. Join us then. Till then, for Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by MidFirst Bank.